This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. God 
has given me For I know who I am I know who God says I am What he says I am Where he says I'm at I know who I am I know who God says I am What he says I am Where he says I'm at I know who I am I'm working in Good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. Welcome to the Power Breakfast Show for today, Tuesday, 18th October. If you are celebrating a birthday today, well, you have been blessed to see another year. Happy birthday to you and all the best. How are you all doing out there uh, this Tuesday morning in and around Trinidad and Tobago, the Caribbean and around the world? Of course, I'm Paul. Uh, in the control room is Shane DeHair, and we're going to be joined, I guess, momentarily by Richard Bagobasing when it's off today as we head down to nine o'clock this Tuesday morning. So much happening. Oh yesterday another gruesome discovery day in Trinidad and Tobago. Extremely tragic to say the least. I mean when you could stumble upon dismembered bodies like a normal thing in a country. You see as I said yesterday and, and I agree with Wendell that the terrorism part of the American advisory was a bit of a, an overreach. Because we had one terrorism attack in to me all our history. And yes, we've had people who left this country to go and train with ISIS and whoever else in parts of the Middle East, but we have not had a terrorism issue. 
as we say in Trinidad and Tobago, or an event past 1990. So that one was a stretch. But you see, warning the citizens about other things. I have no problem with that because they need to be irresponsible not to warn their citizens who are coming into this country who are unaware of the status quo because you may be coming in for the first time about the rampant murders in this country. And there's no other way to describe it but rampant. We are hurtling toward, hurtling toward 500. And we will probably, unfortunately, surpass 500 before this year is through. And I know the question yesterday, we'll, we will have the answer to the question later on this morning. But when you could stumble upon two dismembered bodies, including head cut off and trails all over the place, arm and hand, this is not a normal place. This place is too small for that. Something is drastically wrong. You are, you are seeing you you are seeing elements of Colombian cartel movements and stuff like that in this country, and it is very very unfortunate. And that I mean we have normalized it because we live here because your mind does stuff to make you feel safer in a kind of way in an environment like this so your mind normalizes i forget the the, the, the term that is, that is used uh, attenuates to give you a sense of balance but this is not normal it's not normal to wake up and, and hear about two bodies dismembered and dumped into a river it is not normal to hear that a nine-year-old boy is shot dead that is not normal life and yes the first thing people say is that well it happened all over the world not up the caribbean chain and we need to not be so comfortable with this because in a in a strange sense we're very comfortable with it and i am very disturbed by it and i i can't normalize this I can't normalize it at all it's just very and then good the good part about this this is that police have found detained sorry four suspects in connection with the fatal shooting of the nine-year-old boy Jamal Modest, but imagine a nine-year-old is now dead. About six weeks ago, I think an 11-year-old was shot dead in a similar fashion in Malik Barataria. Uh, an eight or nine-year-old was grazed by a bullet in a brazen robbery. Depending, why is this you? So not even children sacred anymore. We, 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 we got comfortable with men getting killing, getting killed, sorry, because it's men. And they, we, we, are, we comfort ourselves with the fact that, oh my, it's gang related. That's nothing to do with me. And then women started getting killed. And then we comfort ourselves to some level with that. And now children are being killed. And we slipping further and further and further into the abyss with no respite in sight. It's just intensifying and getting worse. So we had a little break because of COVID and the lockdowns. Some suggested it was Mr. Griffith. I think it was a combination of both, quite frankly. And the murder rate dipped uh, in 2020, I think it was, or 2019. Uh, but then we're like, making up for lost time on ground. Anyway, uh, we could open the phone lines uh, to see what you think. And how, how is this affecting you? Because I don't know, it's real affecting me. It is, it is disturbing me at no end. And every day you open the papers as something. Every single day you open the papers as something. 
and and uh, I, this is not normal. And and these are the crimes that are reported. I know for a fact how many crimes take place, assaults, burglaries that go unreported because people just could not be bothered because they don't have the confidence that anything will be done. They just they just they'd say, you know what? Unfortunately, it happened. Put up higher walls, put up camera systems, then you turn your house your home into Fort Knox and hopefully you'll be safe. But you know, you gotta come out into the streets at some point, you gotta go for groceries. You gotta go to work. Children have to go to school. So we have to defer. So I think whatever this is the is the old talk and the political gun talk, it ain't working. Because it's getting worse. So give us a call. Uh, I don't know if you if you are feeling as oppressed by the criminality as I am, but I am certainly very, very, very frustrated by it. I'm very frustrated by it. All right, we have a call online. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Thank my dear. How are you this morning? I am fine. Thank you for the gospel song. I'm always asking for that at least one for the day, first thing in the morning. Thank you very much for that. Concerning the dismembered body, in the early when that happened, I mentioned that it's not a Trinidad thing, and it's Venezuelan, I know, because I was familiar with Venezuelan, living there, my daughter, my grandchildren is Venezuelan. That's a South American gang thing. Big. I just say you know what I know, what I see for myself. People took me to task, but that is not a Trinidad thing. That is not, it's really not. It's sad what we take, what we going through right now. And do you know the boat still going back and forth from Trinidad to Venezuela? Like if it's Every day. Tobago taxi. Every day running my fishing in PTSC. Yeah, but, but why we can't, what do, what, why they have the, the, the Coast Guard boats? Why is this still going on? That's Venezuela a very good question. Havoc. Spanish weeping havoc. Nobody has seen about the borders. I That's a very good I, question. Why are they, they being allowed to go back and forth normal? So? Normal, no. I'm telling you what I know, you know. Normal, normal. I, I know, I know it. Let me watch it because I know it too. They just tell you, they, they just tell you, I go in for the weekend, I drop some food for my family. You'll see me Monday. Exactly. What is going on here? The, the places are free for look for them kill kill the guy for a little bongska. Uh, you need people country to better yourself. Not to be reaping half up. I said but, this two I before the pandemic hit and be locked down. I, I, I made a statement that when the system in Venezuela crashed, not only law abiding citizens were seeking better places the gangs oh. were also going to seek better and they also have infiltrated trinidad and tobago yeah because they may stay disaffired eh? think about it mm -hmm. on, on top of that when the, the coast guard was doing their job and the baby gets shot they didn't blame the parents for putting the babies the baby in harm's way they wanted to blame the the, the coast guard is the coast guard they had to talk so I said, well, if that is the case, show the guns up in the air and let them come free for all. But, like, is that what happened now? Because it's damn if they do and damn if they don't. 
That is what they're there for to protect the border. If the baby gets killed, well, so be it. It's not the coast. Yeah, I, can, I can't agree with that. If the baby gets killed, so be it. Come on. No, what Come I on. mean to say. If the baby gets killed, so be it. We really, we no, really say that? No, no, no. What I meant to say is they put the baby life at risk and it was not really the coast guard the bullet just happened to hit the, the baby they didn't really i agree that no coast guard man shot no child deliberately i fully agree but you see the a statement like if the baby gets shoot so be it we can't i can't endorse that and i can't sit down and allow it to be said and not challenge it well i think they need to do better with the borders because they they here everybody here weeping havoc and and, and trinidad trinidad looking bad really really looking looking bad we can we agree on that to, thank you so much need, how are you this morning well i'm hanging in there and this news just upset me me too thank you so much okay bye-bye yeah yeah it is it is very very and i said so two and a half three years ago i told the authorities i made a statement i said if ordinary citizens law-abiding citizens are fleeing venezuela because of the political turmoil and economic collapse gang members are doing the same thing because they're not staying to suffer in venezuela so we have to be on the lookout for gangs and venezuela some of the most notorious gangs in the caribbean gang members are coming also and so said so done and that to me has also happened. Not to mention when you see dismemberment, heads chop off, entrails sprung about. That is, those are uh, elements of Central and South American gang activity. Good morning, Raghubar Singh. Morning. Why is the conversation sounding so macabre? Because they discover bags of body parts in a river in Trinidad and Tobago. Oh, in Kinopia. I didn't hear that story. Was that something this morning? The heads of two victims found in garbage bags dumped in the river. Somebody going to pick flowers for the Diwali celebration. And that's where you jump bunks up? No, man. No. It's every day now. Is it getting more gruesome? Disturbing to say the least. But we've had those kinds of headless things a while now. Well, we see, we're going from one to two now. Yeah, so it's not that it's new. We've had them before. All right, we have a call on the line. Hello, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Dr. Paul Richard. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, good morning sir. Richard Rabobar. Good morning, Richard Rabobar. Yeah, good morning, good morning sir. sir. Why are you changing my name so much? The man is Rabobar Singh. <laughs> not he could sing, but he's Rabobar yeah, Singh. Uh, there you good, go. Good morning. Good morning, um, Wendell, Stephen, wherever you are. And good morning to Steve Khan. I hope you recover soon, my brother. Yeah. Paul is real. It's real frightening to hear what going on in Trinidad. I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I don't be there, but I have family members living there. I have my sister there, nieces, nephews, you know. I mean, I just hope that place improve and get better. And, and I, I do even in ocean everybody will say well you know that going on everywhere else so okay let me be let me be exception to the rule and it's not it's not good on internet you know what I, mean? I hope that and every day every day something again and this number of bodies and things man that's like at like a different level but hey, 
still fighting. Or is it about the process that as a citizen? I don't know, boy. I, I, tell, I, you, tell I, yourself, I well, it's not me there after, so I say, no, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I, I, when they're shooting that. and killing eight, eight or nine year old, anything possible, you know? Yeah. Anything so, possible? So, so, Mr. Paul Richard, what's what the story behind it? They find somebody this member. The two men, two bo- the bodies of two men were found dismembered and, and put in garbage bags, head in bag, entrails taken out. I mean, I mean, it's one thing to kill somebody, yeah? But to, to yeah. oh, to take that's time to cut off head and pull out entrails and cut off hand and thing and put in separate bag. I don't know what kind of demon that is. And okay, the dead. What what is the added? What is the added benefit of dismembering the body? That's to send a symbol. It's it's it's, it's, it's clearly to send a signal. Yeah, that's very well disturbing. Anyway, anyway, gentlemen, lots of listening. You guys have a wonderful day. All right, man. Have a good day. You understand, Richard? Yeah, it's obviously to send a message. It's to send a message. It's to send a message to whatever gang. That if, I, if X and Y do happen, this could happen to you too. Because there's one thing is to put a bullet in somebody and their hearts to beat is one thing. That's bad enough. But to go the extra length of dismembering the body and separating because they knew if you put it in a particular place, people will find it and the message will be sent. Mm-hmm. So it is about intimidation and that is pure Central and South American gang business. You understand that that is disturbing to say the least. I'm gonna change gears a bit. The yeah. Express is reporting the story is titled Poor Vincent. King's counsel Vincent Nelson, who lives in the UK, claimed that when his father died in Jamaica in 2020, he did not have the funds to attend the funeral. Oh, Poor Vincent. In a draft statement of agreed facts accompanying his claim, for breach of the indemnity agreement against the state, Nelson's attorney stated that his prosecution for criminal charges, <clears throat> excuse me, in Trinidad and Tobago, and sharing of his notarized statement with the UK National Crime Agency affected his ability to earn a living. So you all feel sorry for Nelson, right? Because he can't earn a living. Uh, I would like somebody force him to take the kickback. The statement also said that Nelson, I added that piece, it is not in his story. The statement also said Nelson, who was born in 1958, was 50th at the time in 2016, the year prior to giving his notarized statement to then A.G. Faris Arari, had no funds save for a pension. So he's um, on March 2nd, 2020, he was sentenced and ordered to pay a fine of Trinidad Tobago 2.5 million or serve three years hard labor. At the time, of his spirit. He also was battling cancer, apparently around that time. Uh, he remained a member of the 39 Essex Chambers where he practiced law for 26 years. If he was not excluded from the chambers, he would have returned in 2019 as a full practicing member with all benefits including medical. That is if he didn't do what he, what he was doing too, okay? <clears throat> when you decide to take kickbacks or, or be a part of a kickback scheme, Expect to continue practicing law? Really? We must feel sorry for you now. That's Nelson. Ease me up, eh? 
he's, he's another name that will, that will be tied to the history of Trinidad and Tobago in the years to come. You know, we have some famous names, right, Richard? Yeah, and when you're attached to some whatever level of scandal. We have O'Halloran. We have Hillman. Gutierrez. Who else? Hart. We have a, a, a litany of names that attach to scandals, non, non-nationals in Trinidad and Tobago. He will go down as one of those now. It's just so tiring. Mm. Are you saying he has no money now? Basically, he's yeah. impecunious. Is that what he's saying? Yes. I like that word. What's that word? Impecunious? That's the word? What are you yeah. doing so? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to get papers. So I got really? You're distracted. <laughs> I got the newspapers. Okay, do something yeah. now. You have me talking by myself here. It's impecunia, <laughs> that's the word? Uh, yeah, impecunious. What does that mean? He bankrupt? Basically, that you have no money. You're poor. Well, it's another word for... I wouldn't use the word poverty at all. That you have no money. Uh, yeah. He might not be as liquid as he wants to be, but I'm sure he's not poor. I doubt very much he's poor. Because someone with a tendency to be involved in a kickback scheme, probably has a, and, and he's not somebody who the state has paid a lot of money for opinions before. Yes. And I'm not sure we're not the only country. Not, not just opinions, them. opinions that conflicted with each other. Yeah, well, we know that. Remember, this is reversed. Because so. X today and Y tomorrow, he ain't a problem with that. He's, he's absolutely bankrupt of anything called integrity. Bankrupt. That's what he's bankrupt of. Integrity and character. And if he do it here, you could imagine where else he do it. You can only imagine because he has a pattern of behavior. And you put your faith in that to bring charges against, as a main witness, to bring charges against you. You're really desperate. Yeah, yeah. He must, have some... been, he must have been really desperate. Yeah. And now the whole thing blew up in your face. Your career and integrity is in ruins. Your reputation is in ruins. What are you talking about here, specifically? Vincent Nelson. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was talking about somebody else. Israel yeah. Khan spoke to our newsroom yesterday. Well, we reached out to him in terms of full transfer. We're looking for responses, some senior members of the uh, legal profession to give us some thoughts on what they thought about this. And uh, he thought that Mr. Harari, Ms. Minister Harari should be fired for what he described as misleading the parliament, the, the cabinet, sorry. Um, you know, Shane, I don't know if you could find the news clips. Um, you message me if you find them. It should be in the, in the news bin. Uh, he said that uh, that he thought this entire thing has embarrassed the country and with the laughing stock of not only Trinidad and Tobago, not only the Caribbean, sorry, but the Commonwealth. And he felt he he was very strong in his words 
he said he was speaking as a private citizen. I think he's the head of the Criminal Bar Association, right? I don't know if he's the head. Maybe he is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think he said he was not speaking in that capacity, which, which implies that he is. He was speaking as a private citizen who has an interest in transparency and proper governance and that he thought Mr. Al-Rawi, Minister Al-Rawi, should have been outright fired after or should be fired after all this has come to light. Uh, and uh, he was very, very... And Martin George also said, we spoke to Martin George also, attorney at law, Martin George, and he said also that the, the government, through the prime minister, needs to make more clear statements on, on, on this and what happened, given its implications and he said this is extremely embarrassing for the government and that it i mean i mean think about how we think about it we do we're confused as to what happened when it happened who who made it happen who didn't make it happen the he said the the issue of the possibility of the breach of the insularity of certain institutions that should, should remain independent is in question here you know meaning the dpp's office of course and 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 the possible the possibility of overreach is astounding and and the answers provided so far have not satisfied many in the, in the, in the public certainly well, i mean well i mean well to be fair to the dpp the dpp the dpp's independence can only be sacrificed if the dpp allows it to be sacrificed if it's one thing we've seen from this return is the dpp's maintenance of the integrity of the independence of that office exactly this is what set the ball a rolling so to speak yeah i think i think that and he's been commended for it eh, from several people that he has made a point of uh i'm trying to be careful here not pandering yeah not pandering and and ensuring that his understanding of the law and justice had been applied as the director of the dpp in terms of what should have happened given the circumstances because he is the one who said you know what this given the circumstances and, and this man is not willing to continue until his civil case is settled let me do x and y because that is in the interest of justice and i think you you must give the DPP a certain level of credence for that, because he would have known of the implications of dropping the case, right? And what that would mean for other people in authority, because that's what that what that's what precipitated all this bacchanal, and. Clearly, he knows what would have happened after he dropped that case because it's a it's very high-profile individuals. It's a former AG and a former UNC senator, and this is not um, ascribing innocence or guilt, but of course, it's a high-profile case, very high-profile case. And it's interesting that since it's happened, we have not heard... I, I think Mr. Ramdin wanted his equipment back, which I think he got... But we have not heard from Mr. Ram Logan yet. You find it interesting? Yeah. Yeah. 
à leur souhait quand même. damage the character against the state or whatever reputational damage and stuff because i could see it because the the, the case when you are charged you know um i think um miss elder senior counsel spoke about or is <coughs> excuse me it could be somebody else uh, malicious, malicious prosecution that's a charge here that's that's a case you can bring question mark you distracted again Yes, don't say that again. I said, is it is malicious prosecution a case you can bring in this country? Yes, you can. Well, yeah, I could see that coming. I could see a case of in from from their perspective, a malicious prosecution coming if they feel that they've been wronged by by being charged in the first place uh, uh, with a witness like Vincent Nelson. But as I, as I said yesterday, on the, on the other side of it. From uh, and I could see from an attorney's general's perspective, if 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 it is that Mr. Nelson came to him out of the an epiphany of uh, something landing on him and saying, well, you know what, I have, maybe I've done wrong. Let me try to clean up my act and do good in the world. Um, I want to testify because I've done wrong. Uh, and attorney general getting that information is also maybe considered duty bound to act on it. If you think the information is credible enough and take it to the relevant authority, which, which would be, I guess, the DP's office, not so, and say, hey, look, um, I have this. This seems to somebody saying that I broke the law. He's implying a former senior official or former senior officials, and you do with it what you think is appropriate. By the way, um, I want to give an indemnity to him because that's the condition under which he intends to be your main witness so he really wants to save himself but he's willing to do the right thing and bring testimony against individuals i tried to remove all the sarcasm i could from that was i successful no you won't <laughs> okay all right I was trying to I was trying to remove the sarcasm, which I have a tendency toward from it, but I guess um, I was unsuccessful in doing that. Oh I know I know you you all touched on it yesterday when you were saying it was almost like a desperation to to bring down bring down Ram Logan and Ram Dean. I don't like the word bring down. I didn't know the word bring down. Bring down implies that some well, well desperation to hold them accountable by whatever hold means. them accountable that better phrase. yeah better phrase and and holding people accountable is important absolutely but by whatever means it's not always the route well it's not the way especially the system is built on yeah it's not how the the constitution is framed exactly the constitution is framed in particular ways in how you bring evidence and how you prove it and how you hold people accountable yeah 
So, and well, and as, as I said earlier on, and that's why I try to put both sides of the, the coin on the table. If if Mr. Nelson came to the then Attorney General and said that I have an epiphany of conscience, I have done some wrong things, and I want to make amends to the universe, and I will do so only under the conditions I can save my own hide and get an indemnity for all the wrongs that I've done, including insulating me from the British state because they have an agency that will come after me. So you can't sell me out to them either. I don't only want insulation here. I want insulation around the world because that is basically where it is. Not so. Yep. Because he was upset that now he's upset now that Minister Young, who's now admitted to taking the information to the British agency, because he know you might get away here, but you're not going to get away there <laughs> because he's worked in that system, not so. Mm -hmm. And the indemnity deal that struck here may not be applicable there. So he is wise in his wisdom and years of global practice saying no let me dot my t's cross my t's and dot my eyes eh? because i want to leave any opening for nobody to come at me because i have done some wrong and i want to make amends to the universe so and here we are now right somebody messaged me a good well um how, how Minister Young got this table? Minister Young was, a, a, I think, a, a, the minister in the Ministry of Legal Affairs at that time. So, just like, but but then Mr. Minister Alrari also said recently, when asked that he, it was discussed with the Prime Minister, it was discussed with Minister Hines, it was discussed with Minister Young, and it was discussed with Minister Sagram Singh Sukral. Sukral, not so. So. It would not, not be it would not be impossible for Minister Young to get a copy of the of the statement, the witness statement, quite frankly. And and he would only be able to and I'm asking a question here. I don't think Mr. Minister Young could take it to the agency in the UK without the knowledge and or acquiescence of the Prime Minister or the Cabinet. Would that be an a stretch for you? Yeah. You understand? Who what and how much they knew? Yeah, but uh, I do. He, he would have been acting. I don't think Minister Young could be acting unilaterally in understanding the implications of taking that information to the UK authorities without the knowledge and or acquiescence of the, the cabinet and by the Prime Minister and by extension parts of the cabinet. It may not be all of the cabinet because I mean you, you may want to limit who has knowledge of this kind of thing because of the implications contained but i but, but i don't think that it would be unthinkable for me to think that stuart young just pick up himself and say meantime nobody is not going to carry the uk authorities or and or the then attorney general who would understand the implications of taking it to the uk authorities in the context of uh protecting mr nelson's indemnity arrangement but wait you know, but minister young at the point that he's sending this to the the national crime agency in the uk mm -hmm. is he operating as what was he acting ag at the time 
I don't know. But or was he like, operating as the Minister of National Security? He was acting. He is acting as a member of the cabinet. Because he can't be a private citizen doing that. Yeah, but I wasn't sure whether he was acting AG at the time and he made that decision. And and I'm not so sure how much the Prime Minister would know of all of this. Because well, that's not asking the question. I don't know. But but to me, I don't you, think a that... Prime Minister can't hear about this in the news, Richard Akubasing. Well, well, he will hear about it now because it has blown up. But at the time but, those but decisions but, but are being made. A, a leader of a country could all this could be happening. Or is it that I, I do and I'm asking a genuine question because I don't know how these things have never sat in a cabinet. I don't know. To think that all this could be happening and I'm the head of the cabinet, given the implications for two senior, well, two former senior cabinet members in Ram... Well, well Ram Dean was not cabinet Ram member. Ram Dean, but Ram Logan, right? And the, and the implications politically that I would be unaware of this. Or do you have to tell me, I, mean, I might know the details and the minutiae, but I mean, I must be aware. I can't hear about this in the news. Well, you would know, you would know some of it, but I don't know exactly. if you know all of it. I don't know if he I don't know if the Prime Minister will necessarily be privy to that it's being reported to the UK crime agency. I don't know if he will know all of this. I don't know how much he would know. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, I, and in what capacity is Stuart Young sending it? That's what I'm yeah, also a little and that's exactly. what I'm also a little confused about. Yeah, I don't know. At, at the end of the day, people are going to say not that he has any involvement because he the prime minister did make a statement a couple of days ago and said well those were issues for the office of the attorney general and the dpp's office and i have nothing to do with it or words to that effect not so yeah right so i'm just trying to be fair here and put the but what needs to be put on the table in the discussion oh let's trust yesterday boy Woo. She's under. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you see, again, she's accountability. She's done so many missteps already. Accountability. You yeah. can't champion a particular economic course leading up to your, your your appointment or election as prime minister after Boris Johnson. Champion a particular political um, economic course. Have your now former chancellor, chancellor of the exchequer, deliver it. It caused instability in the markets. The pound dropped to almost the level of the US dollar. Bust he truth. And then distance yourself, appoint a new chancellor and say, okay, um, well, that is he. That is not me. Not only that, the new chancellor now reverses everything that the last everything chancellor that, did. Everything that you, that you ran on, eh? <laughs> everything that you ran on. Oh, and my now you said, oh, um, we made some mistakes. Let's. um. Let's change course. Um, credibility in question. And then you come to Parliament late yesterday. Um, she, she I don't is, think you have long again. Yeah, she's short-lived there. Yeah, she ain't gone last. If long. you know, and if 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 the history of English politics she's not is, going to last too long, is any guy, she's not. She's even going to last to the next election. Yeah, right? She's not lasting long. No. No. She's Conservatives are probably already planning how to remove her. But she's given them enough ammunition. Yeah. She's she's literally self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. And the new chancellor yeah. say, well, forget all that. All that is rubbish. This is what we're doing now. 
it's chaotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meantime, of course, the pound and the stability of the English economy is in question. I don't know. You have papers, you said? Yes, I do. Can you go ahead, please? Absolutely. So let's start with the Daily Express for this morning. So, and of course, today is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Um, the main headline, Poor Nelson. King's Council claims he did not have money to attend father's funeral in Jamaica. Um, that's the main headline. Um, Subheadlines, Tobago Carnival, THA to spend $17 million on the Tobago Carnival. And the main, other main photo on the, the front page is uh, Charlene Surajbali, founder of Woodland Dance Academy, and nine-year-old Alicia Rampasad posed during the group's devoted dance, Shankara Ri Shankara, at the Diwali Nagar on Sunday evening. So that's on the front page. You know, I've never been to the Diwali Nagar. I also want to go just to see what it's like, but I've never been. I don't know if you've been, Paul. And several the, times, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've always promised myself, you know, just good to experience the food, it. Man. Yeah. The, the shows, the I mean, fantastic, it's really fantastic. Yeah, and on the back page, uh, unprofessional Simmons disappointed but lost to Highlanders in World Cup opener. Five matches on today in SSFL Premier Division, and India beat Australia in World Cup up warm-up all of that is on the daily express today moving straight along to the trinidad and tobago newsday gruesome discovery in canopia watercourse body parts in bags that's the headline the newsday went with and the main picture of course is connected to the story uh, undertakers removed dismembered human body parts which were found in several bags dumped in a shallow stream in canopia on monday Three new sinkholes in Beetham, and I believe Wasa is trying to deal with it. I think it's Wasa related, if, uh, according to the television news last night. So three new sinkholes in Beetham. That's also a sub-headline on the news day this morning. And on the back page, Simmons calls for team to wake up after shocking loss to Scotland. Unprofessional Windy's batting is how it's phrased. And Blackman wins Maracas Open Water 5K. So that's it for the Newsday. Moving straight along to the Trinidad and Tobago Guardian for today. And on the front page, what did the Guardian go with? Gruesome discovery. Body parts of two men found in Canopia River. Victims were cut up, dumped in garbage bags. Discovered by man going to pick flowers for Diwali. Um, and the picture, the picture basically reflects. It's kind of a similar picture to the Newsday, not exactly. Um, undertakers removed the body parts of two men who were found in a river off Mon Plazy Road in Canopia yesterday. At four held for murder of boy, and two shot dead by cops. That's also on the front page. Um. I know the acting commissioner, is it Ula, what's her what's name? Is it Alexander? Christopher. Christopher, Ula Christopher said that they would um, aggressively go after. Four, four people have been detained. Yeah, the, the killers of the young boys. So, four I, people I, have been detained so far. So that's yielding some level of results. 
And on the back page, Wendy's batsman upset Simmons. And Barcelona's Alexia Putella celebrates after winning the women's Ballon d'Or. And Real Madrid's Karim Benzema, I hope I'm saying this correctly, his name, celebrates after winning the 2022 Ballon d'Or trophy during the 66th Ballon d'Or, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing those names correctly, ceremony at Theatre du Châtelet in Paris, France, yesterday. All of that, those are pictures reflecting that. So that's the front and back page of the three dailies in Trinidad and Tobago. I put a question in the group, possible question in the group. Oh, I have to go to my phone. Do you think the Vincent Nelson issue has damaged the government's credibility? Hmm. Interesting question, Paul. So let's go with it. A little controversial, a bit of a question that always fuels people to vote. So right. do you think... Wait, 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 wait. Let me just give the results here yesterday, Paul. Or do we do that after? I can't no, you I can do it now. now. Right. Do you believe the rate will we'll cross 500 for this year? Well, guess what? We had 62 persons voting. 98% said yes. 2% said no. That So... 98% said yes, they think the money rich will cost. Cross 500 this year. So our question this morning is, do you think the Vincent Nelson issue has damaged the government's credibility? I was going to say Bacchanal. But do you think the Vincent you, you Nelson... You can say Bacchanal because it's a Bacchanal. Yeah, it's you a can say scandal because it's a scandal. Yeah, you can say scandal, baby. Do you think the Vincent Nelson um, issue has damaged the government's credibility? Of course, we could substitute issue for scandal or bacchanal to make it more colorful. So do you think the Vincent Nelson scandal has damaged the government's credibility? What do you think? Do you think the government's credibility has been affected by this? Yes or no? Hello, good morning. What do you think? Two to two talk. Two 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 eight two five five North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine and of course people on the web and app send your message via the messaging portal yes or no and Shane will read it and we'll count your votes. So do you think the Vincent Nelson scandal, bacchanal or issue has damaged the government's credibility? Yes or no? Hello, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Tanya Grandi, yes. Hello? 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 Good morning. Good morning, morning gentlemen. It damaged the judiciary and the law association. No! Already, madam, you're voting. Huh? Hello? I could read you like a book. Morning. Morning, morning, Shane. This is Mrs. R here. Morning, Mrs. Good R. Morning. morning. I have a bone to pick with Paul after. My answer is no, but I shouldn't say a bone, but I want to ask Paul something. Let me rephrase that. I have something to ask Mr. Richards yesterday that disturbed me a little bit too, but when he told him to take calls, I was phone. I didn't get to call. So tell me what time are you going to open back the lines and to call and speak to Mr. Richards? I suppose after, 
after seven. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning to the Paul family. Good morning to the Brussels crew. I my answer to that question is no, and I have one more statement. Um, Stuart Young, Minister Stuart Young, was National Security Minister from 2018, April 2018 until August 2021. Check it; it's on the web page right now for the government page. But he was there in office at that time when that process was going on. Thank you. Yeah, we knew you would have been Minister of National Security. What we weren't sure is at the time of the issue whether he was acting AG. That's what we weren't sure because sometimes people act when somebody else is, you know, um, on whatever leave or whatever. So we weren't sure whether he was acting AG at that point. But we don't, well, but we knew he was the Minister of National Security. Um, but anyway, our poll, do you think the Vincent Nelson scandal or issue has damaged the government's credibility? Do you think the government's credibility is damaged by this issue at all? Yes or no? All right, let's read some of the message board. Mr. Carapo says, yes, it has damaged the credibility of the government. Mr. Beep says, uh, hell yes to the poll. Wayne says, no. Beefy Smith says, yes. Jay says, yes. Ish says, yes. Hello, good morning. Hello? Hello, good morning. Kunupie, yes. Hello, good morning. Good morning. What what little credibility left has been damaged, yes. All right. So, two to two talk, two 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 eight two five five. Um, that's our numbers to call to give your vote. Two 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 talk two 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 eight two five five. North Americans toll free eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. And of course, people on the web and the app, you know what to do. So start voting on the web or the app by using the messaging portal on those prospective platforms. Do you think that the Vincent Nelson scandal or issue has damaged the government's credibility? That's our poll this morning. What do you think? Some votes have to be coming in on that message board. So two to two talk, two 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 eight two five five. Any votes on the um, message board, Shane? Let's take a call. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Um, this is towards Richard. Richard? Yeah? You, you take over from my husband now. You can read me better than he. Yes. Well, I can. <laughs> All right. Good morning to Miss Ingrid. She says yes. And Rampage, he also says yes. Hello. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> Good morning, Daisy. You're calling. My answer is definitely yes. Duly recorded, sir. So, do you think the Vincent Nelson scandal or issue has damaged the government's credibility? What's your take? 
Do you believe the government's credibility has been damaged by this entire issue as it has played out before our eyes? And this has been the subject of much commentary um, over the last week and a half. Um, do you think the Vincent Nelson issue has damaged the government's credibility? Yes or no? We want to know what you think. Yes or no? 222 talk, 222-8255. North Americans, you can also vote on whether you think this has damaged the government's um, credibility. If it's for another country, how will we be thinking about another country? Let's say it was Grenada or Jamaica. What would we be thinking? What would we be thinking? Eight six six five two five ten ninety nine North Americans. Hello, good morning. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, my answer is no. I don't think the credibility has been damaged because the individual has been convicted and charged and evidence proffered for the court. Right? Um, it, just take a uh, read of the news. The article. You just wanted your vote, yes or no? Well, it, it doesn't get opportunity yeah. to call in and give out tickets, right? We could call in after we said we open the lines after seven. Okay, we'll do. We could call in there to give your opinion on how you saw it. So, two to two talk, two to two eight two five five. North Americans eight six six five two five ten ninety nine. Let's give us yes or no, and we will be opening up the lines after seven, so you can you know expound further. All right, let's take Somebody. some. I know somebody coming for Paul Richards already. Hmm. Good morning, right. caller. All right, let's take some of the message board. Miss Maloney okay. says yes. Joy says no. Flash says yes. Run says when they have diehard blind supporters like Xena, how could they lose credibility? No. All right. Um, Sankofa says no. That's it for the message board. Thank you for choosing Power Water 2 Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.